Welcome to You Up the Podcast. I am your host, Dave Neal. As always, we talk all things sex and dating. This week, my good friend Katie Holler calls in from New York City. She's a stand-up comedian and part-time rapper. We talk about her friend with benefits, attracting the right person, and um, how to be your best self. That's what 2015 is all about, how to be your best self. And then we find others of like minds. That's what we're doing today. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you like what you hear, follow us online. Uh, you can write to us um, at youupthepodcast at gmail.com or Twitter, youupthepodcast. My Twitter handle is at dneals, D-N-E-A-L-Z. That's also my Instagram. Show me some love and share with your friends. We appreciate the support. Here we go. Yo. You up? You up? Hey. Are you up? Maybe. You Are awake? you awake? Yo. Hello? Hey. Are you up? Yo, you awake, baby? Are you up? Yo, what's up? This is the You Up Podcast with Dave. Happy New Year. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Good. How are you? We are here with Katie Holler. Are we recording already? Yeah. Yeah. I I would have sounded more enthusiastic to talk to you if I knew that. I don't waste time. How's it going? Sorry, guys. Hey. I want the real Katie. Please stand up. All right. What's going on? You call from New York? Uh, not much. I kind of sound like a man, so I apologize. I'm getting a cold, um, which I probably just gave That's to what? somebody. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a howdy-doody morning. Now, is is that still an inside thing, or did you make that famous yet? No, it's not uh, copyrighted or famous. Let people know what Howdy Doody means in our code. Howdy Doody is just a way to be like, I just had sex, but like not sound like you're bragging. So you just got lucky. Yeah, I did. Was I, it... My dry spell was broken. It was much needed. Oh, I yeah? Think. Yeah, I don't think I'd had sex since November. Re- so. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. No Christmas, no Hanukkah. Oh, well, you're Jewish, but no, no uh, Hanukkah. Fucking. I lost you for a second. We're back. Um, so, is this a new guy? Nope. Oh, it's a repeat. Hey, guess what his name is? Uh, I'm going to go with his name. I'm going to go with Ben. Is that a. How did you know? Yeah, you got a thing for Ben's. I I have not had sex with someone whose name is not Ben in over a year, and that is beyond weird. You've got like a Ben rotation. Like, like well, yeah. one Ben lets I mean, you down, you just move to the next Ben. Exactly, just on to the next Ben. Are any of them Benjamins, or are they all strictly Ben's? Uh... I think they're both Benjamin. Oh, that's pretentious. I don't like that. So, uh, what's, One, the, what's the scenario? What? What's the scenario here? Well, so I've been thinking lately that I kind of tend to like, I'm not very, you know, it's like when I'm in a dry spell, I can't really complain about it because I literally do nothing to. Uh, not be in one. 
you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I saw I your photo of you in a in a princess snuggie. That's, in a snuggie, yeah. That's as dry if as If anything, I'm actively repelling. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a, dick, um, a dick shield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the snuggie is really just a shield for my emotions. Um, but, yeah, no, I've been thinking a lot lately about, like, the fact that I I kind of treat dating like, well, if something just falls into my lap, then great. But if it doesn't, then I'm fine in my, like, comfortable zone by myself. Like, I don't feel like I'm, like, when I'm single, like, I enjoy being single. I never feel, like, lonely or feel like I'm missing that in my life. But on the other hand... It's, it's kind of like, you know, if you never go for the job that you want, if you never reach out for something, you don't, things don't just like fall into your lap. Yeah, they literally know? don't know that you're unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. So um, Sexually unemployed. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, like, my vagina is like on air or on hiatus. Like, there's no in between. It's on monster.com so. looking for work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like brushing up its LinkedIn profile. <laughs> <laughs> Katie's vagina would like to connect with you. <laughs> Katie's vagina hasn't connected with anyone in 18 days. Yeah, Katie's vagina has not been active in months. Um, so what, so, because that's the ultimate co- uh, counter-dependent, like you're, you're not will, you haven't, you've like left the ga- arena. You're like, you're not, you haven't right. been trying, which is fine, you know. Yeah. And and this is a weird, like, and this I was actually talking to my therapist about this week, is the fact that I'm so, I've never made a dating profile, ever. Not any, not OkCupid, not Tinder. Um, Seriously? Not, yeah, never. Not once. Wow. And it's, and in my head, I've been like, I, I, I don't think I've ever really questioned why I don't. Or actually said the reason out loud, and when I did, I was like, "Wow, that's a problem." So my re- when he asked me like, "Why not?" You know, what was my aversion to doing it? I literally said, "Because creating a dating profile basically admits it, it's like admitting to myself and other people that like I am looking for." someone or something and that makes me feel vulnerable and that makes me feel uncomfortable so like yeah because having a dating profile accepts failure into your life it accepts the the swipe lefts the yeah yeah that's still crazy thinking because everyone gets rejected right and men deal with rejection it's not like, even like i'm it's not even like i'm being rejected it's like i'm i'm just i'm not looking and the only it, it's like i'm expecting to find uh, find something in the, you know, the areas where I exist, which is like, okay, I go to work and I go to comedy shows. So, like, where am I going to find somebody that, like, that's been my mistake is that I'm just picking up whatever I find in my, you know, circles. You're not I going, you're not going to, the, uh, to the job fairs. Right. To keep that exactly. uh, analogy. And uh, so it's like not only am I, you know, it's like I I get comfortable and I'll, I'll just like, like right now it's kind of just been like 
casual sex with someone that I know and I'm comfortable with, but, like, you know, it's it's not going to go anywhere. And that's fine with me. But it's not great, you know, forever. It's or tough it's not. because you're in a place with, like, what we do with comedy. Like, we're, it's, a, it's not a toxic environment for, like, friendships, but it's a toxic environment for relationships because a lot of the, you know – members of the opposite sex are just as fucked up so like you're just gonna meet a bunch of weirdos like you're gonna if you go to a upright citizens brigade theater you're gonna be, meet a bunch of weirdos that like you might not want to date but they're probably cool people you know right so and they're know. yeah so and unless, they're usually all have like the same kind of hang-up that i do sure you know like yeah. getting to someone and not knowing how to handle it and you know so it's like creating a dating profile is basically like me admitting to the world that I have a need for human contact, which is really not that weird of a thing. Huh. Really not. <laughs> so did you, um, did you do it or no? No. <laughs> so, so now I'm, I'm entertaining the thought of doing it. I think it's one of um, those things like if you're bored, do it. But like if you're ha- content, you don't need it, especially in New York. Like you get – you can meet people like – New York, like, you don't have to, just by being out in the public, I feel like the right guy might hit on you, you know, but. Yeah. But sometimes you have to, like. like, from from week to week, it's like, I'm never, I don't really put myself in those situations, especially for someone who's, like, I feel like this is, I feel like we're similar in a lot of ways, but we're, like, I'm much more of an introvert. Like, I don't like just being out (laughs) if I don't have to be. Right. I know that sounds really weird, um, but I think that's one, that's a good thing for online dating. It's great for people like that who are kind of like, you know, more introverted and being in big like social situations or I don't know. Um, my, my other thing about like, I'm trying to, like, I don't think I could do Tinder um, because for me, it's not like I'm not looking. I'm. I feel like the it's too over, like I'm somebody that gets I'm like too overwhelmed by choice, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like on Tinder it's just there's just so many you know like with have you you've heard of Hinge? Yeah, I've heard of that. I actually had a friend, and, I had a friend who, who was on it uh, this week in LA was going on a sushi date from that site. Yeah, and I like the fact that it gives you, like, a limit of, of matches a day because then it's kind of like... Then you're not just sitting on the shitter, like, swiping, like, you know... <laughs> exactly, Like Scrooge yeah. McDuck just swimming through his pile of coins. It's like, like, this is why I don't, it's like why I don't like online shopping. Like, if I'm looking for, like, bl- like black boots and I, like, go to a, a, a website and it's like, you know, there's, like, a thousand... You know, sometimes there's, like, 500 pages. And I'm like, just give me the black boots. What, like, what if the ones that I really want are on page 493? But I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, that's how, that's how I feel about Tinder. Is that like, you, you know, you don't know if the person you want to hook up with is like 10 swipes or like 50 swipes away. I don't like that. <laughs> Well, yeah, whereas, like, men, I feel like, uh, are more more about the numbers, like, what a guy would swipe right, the, the, maybe the quality is less. I don't know. Yeah, yeah like, I... It's, I, I, I personally don't recommend 
doing online dating if like you're not sold on it like if it, usually like you, if, if it's a curiosity thing go for it but don't like pull any teeth to do it because it's a bunch of right, right. horse shit you know like i don't heard of one person that's like actually satisfied with someone they met online and it doesn't mean the online person's crazy it's just like the level of expectation and effort was low enough that there, that there wasn't enough to create a spark like, right. I, like i don't think you'll ever get the rush you would get like i know this is tough for you but like if a guy approached you at a coffee shop while you were writing and you really liked him and he did it right that would create way more chemistry than if you guys swipe right on you because you had a funny photo or something Right, yeah, exactly. Well, so, that's, so, I mean, I feel like Tinder is kind of just, like, it, it creates that, like, laziness or, you know. But but I think other sites have kind of probably have more success or potential because it's people that are, like... It's kind of like the placebo effect. Like, when people pay money for drugs that they need it does better work for them even if it's a placebo even if it's not a real drug so like when you pay for a website like you might have higher expectations of the quality and it might be a better quality like charging someone five dollars a month for a dating site you'll immediately eliminate the 99 percent of bros that are on tinder like they're not going to spend five bucks a month right exactly that's like two shots at brother jimmy's kid but yeah so, so how, how did the howdy doody feel? Are is it like, are you in a place where it's cool with you? Like you're content with yeah, it? Yeah, because, because now we're at a, a point where it's like, we what like when we were first hooking up, it was like, it started off like we were talking a lot and we were also, we were also seeing each other like more regularly and it was like really hard, like. For me, if it's going to be casual sex with someone, then it has to not be something that's happening, like, very regularly. It has to be, like, once a month, we talk, you know, every couple weeks or something. But, like, I I personally feel like if you're hooking up with someone, like, three times a week, you're talking pretty much every day and still calling it casual, like, eh, it's not. Yeah, you're fooling yourself. you got to be, like, like, autistically casual. Like, I show no emotion towards you. Goodbye. Yeah, it's like it's headed somewhere, and then you're just calling it that to to slow it down or whatever. Um, but when I so it's e- it's easier for me to kind of take it and enjoy it for for what it is and what it's not, rather than just be uh, confused by it or know that I'm doing something that's not really what it is. You know what I mean? Well, so why... I I, I don't like act... I don't like doing something when I feel like, okay, we're acting, you know, like it's more, but it's not. Sure. And that's, I mean, and part of the the miscommunication with like people that want to do friends with benefits or people that want to do casual or like take it slow or whatever, it's like jockeying for who's going to get fucked over first. Like, who's going right. to be offended by the first Facebook post photo or who's going to be, like, weirded out when, like, the other person says, are you up on a Saturday night and they don't get the answer? It's like, yeah. that's it, That's when it gets complicated, when there's, like, a little bit of tug of war with, like, who cares more about the other person. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is kind of like, and I, I also think I just know, I, I'm, I know who he is now and what to expect 
And and I've also reframed, not necessarily like, it's like I, I just see him more realistically now and, and like I don't, I don't get confused our sexual connection with with anything else anymore, you know? Um, I think that it's, like, he's the type of person that, like, we have a lot of fun together and, like, you know, we have a lot of sexual chemistry, but... And I used to think that that meant, like, oh, there's a, that means that there's potential for a relationship. Um, right. Because now I it's realize that that's not necessarily the case at all. Do and you think it gets in the way of meeting the next guy? That's that's what I think. Well, it's kind of like it's just like a fall. It's like a you know fallback or comfort thing of like if if I didn't know if I knew that like you know if I didn't have this kind of fallback thing, then like maybe I would be more active about meeting someone. But then on the on the up the flip side of that is like. I don't feel like at this point, like, that's really what I'm, like, I'm not really looking to be in a relationship right now, so, it's, you know, it's always, like, the last, like, it just never kind of, it's always, like, goes to the back burner, I guess, because I don't feel like, but then, I don't know, I guess I have, like, a lot of conflicting voices about it, because then the counter-argument to that is, like, you know, and this is something my therapist like pointed out to me this week, which I was like, "Ooh, that's very valid." <laughs> is the fact that that sometimes I tend to like, you know, working being so career focused is great, but sometimes I think I do use it as a protective measure. You know, being so focused on my career prevents me from like fully exploring or looking for relationships. Yeah, but that's, you know, when you're creatively driven, you need you need to have that kind of priority. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like, yeah. Not to say you can't have both or you can't find love, but like you need if if you're if you're reaching for like something really tough to attain like like this crazy stand-up world or whatever writing, you know, you have to come first or because then you're just not going to attract the right guy. You're going to be a fraud. Right, like yeah. you're, you're a fraud if like you you're just a hack if you don't do what you need to do for yourself. And then the person you're going to attract is kind of going to be the same. Like they're just going to be like, Meh. two chumps that need to lean on each other versus like, I'm, you know, running in a good direction. And then you'll meet someone who's like, Oh, this chick can hang. Like, she's good. Like she's driven, you know? Cause then a guy's going to feel like if, if, he's, if a guy sees that you're driven, he's going to, you know, sometimes guys are worried like, they might be weighed down, especially like, I feel like guys in their twenties, maybe they're like, you know, you're, you're, you're a bachelor, you're this and that. And like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a perception that might not be true, but like the feeling that like, I think society does that too, where they say like, Oh, women, we're going to hold you back. Like my mom, even, but used I to- have that. It's funny. Cause like, that's my fear about relationships too. It was like, it's all of a sudden just going to be another thing that's dragging me down or getting in my way, which is like not a good Sure, it's a very like two people leaning on each other has to be very like fifty fifty. Like two vi- right. like vines can climb up a tree, but when one gets bigger than the other, it's gonna like you know steal nutrients. <laughs> like you know, like it's got to yeah. be a very it's a very delicate thing. But that's you know relationships are. You're not in the right one if it's if you're like like um like if you're if you're like you know like 
codependent and you're and you're treating the other person with more with more importance than yourself you're just weakening yourself and then in the end yeah. you're going to be you you might be able to make it last for a little while but in the end you're just going to be defeated you know yeah true i was uh, this has nothing to do with any of that i, I there's i just there's certain YouTube videos I watch that just make me cry. I don't know if it's a codependent thing. I don't know what it is. I, I, did you see the video this week of um, the girl who did the photo booth with her husband and sh- told him that she, she was pregnant? No. Oh, my, this is, they're in a photo booth, like recording video. It went viral this week, and she's like holds up a little baby sign, and like, and the husband's like, "Wait, really?" And they start like kissing and hugging, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like alone on the couch, like <laughs> in my boxers, watching this. Like, I'm so happy for them. But, that but, does not surprise me at all. It had nothing to do with my life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You get like the the people that tell their their parents that they're pregnant or their grandparents are pregnant and everyone's crying. Like I don't know what it is that's like so weak within me that I'm so affected. Like every military reunited dog video. Ugh. Oh yeah, anything with dogs. They all get me. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's just a side note of something that I was feeling. <laughs> Something that does not make me. Because here's the thing: like, I you go to a if you go to like the bookstore and look for books on like self help, they're all written mm-hmm. for women. Men don't they don't write. Self- I know. The only I went to the like the 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 row of self help books at Barnes Noble. The only one for men was The Art of Seduction. That like for a guy to have self help, he just needs to get his dick wet. That's yeah. All the self help for guys is like how to get more pussy. Yeah, it's like you think you need to work on enlightenment, but all you need is a blonde. Like what? That's not. I was actually so we for for our podcast last week. It was about um, it was about divorce, and the the comedian that we had on, he just got divorced, and he's now very very happily dating uh, a stripper that he met like, a stripper? immediately after. Yeah. And at first, you know, I was like very weary of the situation, but as it turns out, like they, he got married way, he was 21, oh. got married way young. Uh, they were in like a very, like a sexless, unhappy marriage. Like he, it was not a hard divorce for him. He was like freed. You know what I mean? Um, but in doing like the preparation and research for that episode, I was reading a lot about like how men and women handle emotions differently and like yeah there's the argument of like you know our brains are different and whatever but I think it has to do more with um how we're socialized whereas like women are just when we're we're brought up to be like it's okay to have a lot of feelings and to talk about them and men are brought up to be like if you have feelings don't talk about them that's why men that's why like mass Killings are done by men that are just like yeah. no There's ability to cry. That's like the majority of people who see therapists are women, and the majority of people who are in jail are men. Yeah, <laughs> and don't get me wrong. Sense. Like I, I, I joke around, but I think it's, I think it's super healthy that I'll cry watching a fucking video about some you know it is army yeah, guy reunited not- with his puppy. Like I'm, I'm okay with that, but it's like. It's funny because, like, I, the book I was given on codependency, Codependent No More, you know, it, had, it applied to me in all the right ways, but it was written for, like, women dealing with alcoholic husbands. So, like, every chapter right. I read was, like, ladies, is it true? And I'm like, mm. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm nodding with them, like, yeah, that's right, ladies. 
Like it's just a lot like, of guys just can't get past the the uh, the self judgment about looking for help or or admitting. But like when a guy gets fucked up like over a relationship there is a camaraderie i see like i i do see guys like come to each other's but it's always when it's too late it's always when like shit already hit the fan like you can just tell when a guy is really fucked from a a relationship or their father like it's always too late it's like you where was the communication during during this war it always it's i don't know but you know, not to generalize, not every guy's like that. And especially like in the stand-up community, most men, I think most comics, male, female, are, are, even though they have issues, are good at expressing them, at least on stage. Don't get me wrong. Like, right. You'll you'll see someone do a stand-up set that's like, you feel like you know them. You know what I mean? Like, you'll be like, oh, wow, I really yeah, get yeah. them. They're great. And then they get off stage and they're like the weirdest people in the world. But yeah, but it's um, it's I think it's like our generation's duty to like really – address this because our parents like they just don't they just did they just did a shitty job like they were dealt a shitty hand like like by their parents but like they did a real shitty job of hugging (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah i don't know if i can speak to yours but like they just did a shitty job of like letting people like like passing down positive communication i don't know i don't know no, there's like a way to communicate, and a lot of it has to do with sort of just you know, it also has to do with like your peers and self-esteem, and and a lot of the time, like you confuse rejection with something that's wrong with you, and you don't, and that causes you to have like a false perspective on the situation you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly it's like we put this fake we put this fake like um sometimes like like say i'll get rejected by a girl i'll put this idea that the girl doesn't have shit like that she doesn't have shit going on within her but chances are she's (laughs) equally or more fucked up with whatever she's working on and it has nothing to do with me yet like like, it's almost like when you look on like your you know your facebook news feed you see all these happy projected things where like everyone's lives are perfect and you're like oh man i'm the only one with issues and it's like no chances yeah. are rejection doesn't have to do with you if you're you know like if you know if anyone's listening that's you know going through like you know whatever getting dumped or just not getting approval or whatever it's like you just all you got to do is stand strong on your own and know that other people have their own shit like chances are they're just as fucked up as you yeah like you yeah, have, like, like the- i've got this weird thing that's surfaced as of late that I didn't really have, it, it came up with my stand-up career that it never happened before. I, I, um, I'm like nitpicky with this, but I have, yeah, I, I, um, I don't get an ounce of approval from my mom with what I do creatively to the point where I, like I, I had addressed it before and I was kind of like, fuck it, whatever. And I did the math. Like the last show she came to was over two years ago. And, and I'm doing shows like within 15 miles of my, my parents' home. You know what I mean? Like not often, but when I do go home and I'll have like 15, 20 friends, family come, my mom just like, I, it's like, she doesn't, it's not even an option for her. Then she writes me a note, right? So I come back, I was in um, Rhode Island up until Tuesday and then I, I flew back to, uh, to LA and she wrote me a note and like, you know, gave me a few bucks. And, and I, I, I put off reading the note cause I knew it was going to be something that was like sweet. It was like five pages. And 
I opened the note and the first few pages is like, oh, I'm so proud. Like, you know, she's, she's, she's fluffing me up. She was like, oh, I'm, pr- I'm proud of a few, th-. like she said things that didn't matter. Like they always say they're proud of things that don't matter. She was like, I'm mm-hmm. proud of the way, like, like you watch the dog. Like, <laughs> I was like, good. What am I, a psychopath? I never killed cats as a kid. Like, what did you think I was going to do with the dog? Not pet him? I don't know. And then, and then at the end she goes, she just like blindsided me. She was like, I don't like how I don't, she was like, I don't like the, the, your podcast titles. <laughs> she was like, they're not like, you're better than that. And you know, she just like started criticizing me. And I know she's never listened to my podcast mainly because right. for the last, like, she, well, for the last two months of the podcast, I talked about the soap that I was making as Christmas gifts and not one person in my family knew, like they were all completely surprised about the soaps we brought, which, which clearly just means no one listens, which is totally fine. But the fact that she had the balls to not even like know what my material is about, to not even listen to my stand up, even on a YouTube video, like she could like go through the police and crime report of the city every day and tell me all the gossip of everyone else. But she can't take the time out to approve the one creative thing that I'm doing. It's just like, yeah, I wasn't really mad. I was just like, wow. Like, well, it's, it's hard. I go through that with my sister, you know, of like, I, I, I don't even send her my podcast or, uh, or sometimes, you know, it's like, at what point do you express like, cause sometimes they don't know, um, how much it actually means to you. But then on the other hand, it's like you, I don't want to, you can't force someone to change or care. Right. And that, but that's the hardest part is like, you know, if, if you, if, you know, if I were to, to, to send it to my sister every week and then like be really upset that she's not going to listen to it, like that's kind of setting myself up for disappointment when in reality it's like, look, this is something that it, it would be nice if she liked it, but if she's not into it, like I can't force her and that's okay. Um, yeah, but, like you expect family to press the share button. Like you expect them, and maybe they do yeah. at first. Like the first show you do, they're like, "Oh, we supported you," but like at, at some point, they just kind of drop the ball. I think, and it could, and like it, 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 it comes back to the point we made like five minutes ago, where like chances are they're just like unfulfilled with their creativity or with that with their passions. So there's there is like there is spite. Like my sister, um, it's not as bad with my sister, but like she, you know she'll be like, what are you doing, Dave? And I'm like, I don't know. I just went to get brunch. And she'll be like, must be nice. Cause she has two kids. And I'm like, yeah, it right, is right. nice. Like, what are you holding against me? Like family's so good at holding shit against each other. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, but um, and that's, that's the other important thing is to know that when people aren't acting the way that you want to act or want them to, it, it usually comes from something that's going on with them that you can't, change like one thing that I had to realize was sometimes I used to and another thing was also not um like I've had to go through this with my dad of like I often feel like because my career path is not on a clear trajectory that it means I'm like I'm the risky one in the family or I'm the one that doesn't have realistic goals or you know, I'm the one that they're like, yeah, Katie's still doing this, when in reality they actually are proud of me, and I just kind of always assumed that that's not how they felt. Um, but It's horrible when they put th- when they say thing at the end. They'll be like, are you still doing that comedy thing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
oh. <laughs> no, but you're killing yeah, it. Exactly. Like you're, you don't realize you're doing and, really well. And well, one thing that you know, I realized is like a lot of the pressure that I kind of that sometimes it does come from my dad, but sometimes it comes from me projecting it. Sure. Um, but it's the fact that like he he's a perfectionist on his own, so he wants to be the best parent that he can be. He doesn't want to have a daughter that is still struggling at 30. And that's a, a fear that comes from him that's completely not true or, or rational. But I realized that it's, you know, his need to feel like he's being a good parent, that he doesn't have a daughter that's failing. You know, I suspect and- that a lot of people have the same, like I suspect people listening or whatever can have the, like some of the same issues. Like it's, I think it's a generational yeah, so thing. I, I mean, I think a lot of the time when, when parents, like when people think that their parents are really unhappy with them, a lot of the time it comes from like parents feeling, uh, you know, questioning what they're doing or what they've done. Sure. Not what their, their child is doing. Yeah. And also like, well, you, you mentioned feeling a certain way that might be projecting, but chances are if you feel inadequate, it's because there was a time when your parents weren't like, didn't approve of what you were doing. Like there does, it doesn't mean like you need constant validation all the time, but there's, oh, there's a clear thing that gets us into this grind and into this industry because someone didn't give us enough attention or whatever it was. It sounds so like, it sounds so elementary to like even mention it and be like, wow, 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 wow. Like it's just, it is what it is. Like there's a reason we want to make an audience laugh. There's a reason we want to call attention to things. And, 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 and it's not always because we were like, you know, the center of attention as a kid. It's because like, we kind of just maybe got left in the, in the bunch. And and that's fair and and whatever, but I don't know. I don't lose, uh, I'll put it this way. I don't lose sleep at night. Like I wouldn't, I would. I don't lose sleep at night that my mom said that like shitty th- stuff that was like so like unapproving. It's just like no. It's like one of those things. It's like noted. Um, good. Okay. You want like she preaches twelve steps. Like you know, like you know, detachment and serenity and accepting those things that you can't change. She preaches that, but then she doesn't give that to her twenty-nine-year-old son. Like the benefit for him to yeah. live his life. I mean, and like there's no financial ties to my mom. There's nothing like she doesn't you know, you know, she, yeah, whatever, like I'm living completely, you know, away from her 4,000 miles away. Yet at the same time, it still would just be a nice token to, to hear something positive in, in the sense like that, that's actually meaningful to me. Like it's never the compliment you want to hear, but so, right, you know, yeah. but with that said, it's like, it's then my duty to detach from that vicious cycle of not giving a fuck. And part of it is just talking about it, not to a point where I'm exhausted, but just talking about it, you know, on the podcast or, or pitching it, to, pitching about it, just saying, wow, you know, she means well, I'm, she's bragging to her friends about me in other ways, but man, she, she sucks at showing it. But yeah, no, I, and, and at the end of the day though, it's like, it's, you know, you have a good mindset around it that you're like, it would be nice. But it's not, you know, you're not going to question yourself or what you're doing if you're not getting it, which a lot of people fall into. 
I think that's where like that's that's where success really comes within stand up is when you really stop caring about other people's approval and just knowing like fucking that's funny. I'm on, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like uh, it's it's not easy, but um, and I'm not I don't think I'm there, but uh, it's a grind. Like how's stand up been going for you? You've been getting up. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I've kind of been like refocusing lately, um, but. Yeah, I um, I feel like I you know with this the last like couple months with the new job and like the podcast I was like I got very sidetracked and then was feeling shitty about it because you know when you really don't get up as much you don't you don't do as well and like the other night I had um like I I haven't even noticed like when you do when I do like two sets in one night. Like, that second set was just so much more on. And I was like, wow, oh, sure, this yeah. is why we should be getting up more, you know? Um, you were on when I saw and- you. When I saw you in November, you were looking good. And I think it's like, you know, I think we always feel better. When you see someone else do something nice, you feel better than if you did something nice. Like, there's some weird, like, vicarious thing that happens when, like, someone else does something. And when I see my f- close friends start to do a lot better... Not that you weren't doing bad before, but it's it's it was nice to come back after almost a year and see you, you know, you and uh, like our buddy Steve. Like there was pe- like you guys were starting to do really good stuff. So like it's hard to see when you're in your own snow globe um, how your career's progressing because yeah. we live in like we're obviously like so self. I'll call it focused, not self centered, but we're so self focused that you know, we kind of like micromanage our own careers that we can't look at the big picture and say, wow, we're doing pretty well for ourselves from like, you yeah, know, from the day we met, you know, in improv class, you know, whatever it was four years ago, like things are going well, you know, and unfortunately yeah. the industry doesn't validate that until like you're a daily show correspondent or whatever, like label that they can give you. But I thought you guys are doing great. I, I totally understand taking a week off and not feeling sharp like you know what i mean like my two weeks of traveling i did a quick set in cincinnati and a quick set in rhode island and then i came back to la and i felt like really really sluggish still do yeah but that's where you have to just have faith that like you know you've killed you know you've made people laugh hard and now it's about just tightening that that's the thing i feel like i stalled a little in in the because you know when like it's like if you're if you go to a, you're trying to work on like one or two new things, and um, if you're going to a mic or a couple mics a week, you know to specifically work that joke out. It it's like it's kind of like where your subconscious mind goes, and then you know maybe it's like sometimes it takes like the third night to be like, oh, that's how I need to say it. So in the last like month or two, it's like I, when you don't get up as much, that process just slows down, and it almost like it's like starting something and then having to start start the creative process over. Yeah, it's like if you took two days off the gym, you just get completely out of shape. Like the muscle fatigue, I feel like the muscle fatigue in the brain is way quicker than than actual muscles. You know what I mean? It is. And it is. And that's, that's, I, I've noticed like, not, it's not physically. It's like, I've been too mentally exhausted. Like when I'm at work, I, I'm focusing on a million things. Then it, you know, if I'm, it's just like where you have to give your brain 
space to to come up with stuff. And if it's too overloaded, you're not going to. Absolutely. And so I, yeah. I, I can't. I, didn't, I, I realized that. I can't do one creative. I couldn't bang out a tweet if I have financial issues, relationship yeah. things. Like things are that are. In the like when I'm redlined with other issues that that just takes over like the the neurotic things that make you think of jokes in the first place are like completely vanished because it's those neurotic things that create worry and anxiety and yeah I get it but it's also like you know whatever you've been up to like working on your podcast or working at your other job like it um it's okay to free up like you might not be writing a lot of stand up now but you're living in moments that then will create stand up right. Yeah, exactly. Have you been rapping at all? Yeah, and that's another thing. Is like that that sideline is. And last night I had like a really good show, and I realized I really need to uh, make. I want to make my next music video. Yeah. I mean, just, For those that don't I, know, Katie I, Holler, aka Teaspoon, is a four foot eleven Jewish white American female rapper. Just yep. kicking beats in Harlem all over the place. Um. um What's your what, yeah, what's your I, next I, uh, I song? What do you say? What's your next song? The Friends with Benefits one. Okay. Um, but I realized, you know, last year, like, I think the last couple months, I've been I've taken on a couple new things, and it's uh, I've I've been pulling myself in in too many different directions, and I think last year, like, I got to a point where I was just like, okay, I want the like, this is a specific thing that I want to do, and I'm just going to make the decision. I feel like now I keep starting things and then questioning it and then going in another direction and then questioning that and then going back. And then you just don't feel like you're achieving anything. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree. But, like, you, you've got a lot of, like, um, you know, you got a lot of different things going on. So even though you might not get to them all at once. You know, it's all going to kind of like uh plot like you're it's good things are going to happen. So yeah, you got to stick to a few things, but don't be afraid to kill a baby, you know? You don't be afraid to yeah, just like put one on the back burner and work on something else. I do that with jokes all the time. Like the two jokes that I'm the two bits that I'm working on right now are things I wrote way over a year, maybe 2 years ago. Never never yeah. fleshed them out and they're still super relevant to my life. And now I'm finally like, "All right, yeah, let's go back to that." And yeah. and that's how you can be with, you know, whatever, whatever you're working on. But uh, I think that's great. I think it's a very unique thing that you do. And I know within New York, you get a lot of like cred from, from people for doing it because it's not easy. And uh, do you have any, do you have any, uh, do you have any old recordings you can share with us? What did you say? Do you have any old recordings you can share with us? Um, I know I'm putting I you on do. the spot. If you don't, it's fine. To like send, yeah, like something I could put on the end of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can actually. I did. Re- I recorded the uh, the friends of benefits one, so I can send that to you. All right, cool. We'll uh, we'll put that at the end then, and we'll uh, put that on the end cool. of the show. We actually had to wrap up in a second. Um, wondering if we got to everything. You feeling good about twenty fifteen? I am. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. it's one of those things where I feel like I feel sluggish in a way that I feel. I feel like if this was two years ago, I'd, I probably would be really content with what I have going on. But right now, my sluggishness is kind of like, I think the um, the inside, you know, pushing you even harder when when you you're like, 
Like it, it could be a great. It, it will be a great year. Like we have to. We have to remember to say. It, we have to remember to trick our brain to say it will be a good year. It is a good year. It's a good day. Like, you know, it sounds so cheesy to say, but there's uh, there's such a powerful thing that work in, within the subconscious that that can sabotage us or or open yeah. up or open up the window. So we got to keep keep. That, any, if anything, this made me, you know, this, like I'm not a big person for like you know setting goals that you're not going to achieve. It just kind of made me be like, all right, where am I? Because sometimes you, especially me, I have a huge like I like to make everybody happy. I I set sometimes I set expectations like wait I I want to do everything, and and like before I agree to it. I don't stop and be like, will this uh, propel me to where I want to go? Like my uh, my coworker the other day, I was talking to her about it, and she it was just like a really kind of just really hit me. She was like, just because an opportunity presents itself doesn't mean you have to take it. Right. And I was like, whoa, that's yeah. Sometimes I I something pops up, and I'm like, oh yeah, of course I should do this. When in reality, you know, even if it seems cool or it could take me somewhere, but it's like, will it take me away from, from what I'm doing and, and where I feel like I need to be spending my time? So, like, I kind of, I think I've, I haven't been selfish enough the last couple months. Yeah, I think get I've back, been, yeah, get back to being selfish because in the end, the selfishness that you like feel like you have right now is going to be what makes you better at what you do. It's going to make audiences yeah. laugh and enjoy you and relate to you and help them. You're like, yeah. like what, what society calls self centered or selfish, what, what, whatever, like that kind of like thing they say we are, it's just like, you're refining what will make you better towards others. And, yeah. Uh, like I'm today. I, um, I was just all day. I was just really conflicted about because I like I barely got any sleep this week, and I have not been feeling well. And then I have a show tonight. It's like this anniversary show for my friend that, like, you know, I booked it months ago. There's like, of course, I'm going to go to it. Um, and then you know, we have the podcast today, but we're having like six or seven people on, and like Jeez. my, I, I just like. It's just one of those days where, like, oh, and then yesterday, I literally didn't, I was up from, like, 7 in the morning, then I did this thing called Guest Show, where, like, we write and produce a show all in one day, so, like, from 9 in the morning until 12, I was, did not have five minutes, and it's, like, I'm not being realistic to, to just get up and, like, immediately, like, I just need, I need, like, eight hours to just, like, fucking recover. Yeah, you need, you need to, like, live in that, like like uh ether and, of of uh yeah that you need a, whether it's yeah, sleeping or whatever through, all that was going to your mind was like oh they're gonna see you know they're gonna think i'm being flaky they're gonna think i don't care about the podcast they're gonna blah 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 and it's like i just had to just release myself of that and be like i need this day sorry good i mean yeah and and you you know i feel like you know some people di- different people require di- like you you burn at a very strong wick and that requires more rest. I feel like so, like you, what what you can offer others needs to be met with enough time where you offer that to yourself. And that's true yeah. for everyone. But some people don't offer much to others, so they don't need to offer much to themselves. You're on a very like uh, like a 
up and down, like whatever you're giving to people, whether it be on stage and I, I, you know, it's true for myself too. Like whatever, you know, I might have, you know, a night where I'm doing four or five sets running around town and I'm like, it's not me time. It's, it might sound like it's me time, but it's like work. And, and, yeah, and you no, don't have two, totally. you don't have two processors. You have one core processor and you can't think of like, it, it, you know, like it, it, it can be exhausting. And, and that's the, that's the body and the brain and the mind telling you to just like chill out. And, and that require in that chilling out in that time for yourself will make you better when it comes to dealing with others. Exactly. Yeah. Like I just knew, you know, for, it, it's also like my job now is very, it's, it's just like mentally demanding. You know, it's not a job that I, it's not like something I go in and, and I don't care about it. Like I love it. So, which is great. But like, it also means that when I'm there, I've got to be there, you know, and yeah. mentally there. And you, you know, don't, you only like, get equity within yourself, like with what you do for yourself. Like you could work for like, to, you know, you could work for Saturday Night Live, but it, you still had to like write your own material and be ready because when that job's over, when that paycheck is cashed, you don't, you don't, it doesn't go with you to the next thing other than the job title. Like the job you have right. now isn't going to go with you. Whatever the experiences are, I'm sure they're great. Uh, the connections are probably great. I'm sure it works your creativity, but you still have to find the time to deposit into your own well, because that's all that, that's all that we get. We don't, we don't get a retirement plan. We're not company men. The company is ourselves and like getting better. Right. Yeah, naturally that, that comes off as very selfish, but it's like, that's the 401k. (laughs) That's all it is. People who are successful generally are more selfish. Yeah. And then, and then in the end, like Bill Gates was really selfish, but He's given a lot away. Like he's shared the wealth. Um, I think the moral is you do you, girl. Do you, girl. And I'm going to do me, girl. Just two girls talking. That's all we are. (laughs) Um, That's all we are. We got to get out of here. But um, (laughs) we should write a self-help book. Girl by girl. Yeah. (laughs) I'd love to write one for bros. Um, Yeah. It'll be, I think it'll be called Brotivationally Speaking. Yeah. That's what it's going to be called by Dave Neal. Um, anyway, we got to get out of here. Um, will you hold on? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end this. But will you, will you hold on? We'll talk for a minute off air. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And where, and where can people find you? Uh, give, give out your social media. Okay, so you can follow me on Twitter at it's Howler at you H A L O E R A T Y O U, and you can check out my website, kvhowlercomedy.com. Well, thanks again for calling in, Katie. That's the episode. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, for being so supportive. If you like what you hear, rate us, review us on iTunes, Stitcher. Share us with your friends. Start a movement. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, To take us out, this is Katie Haller, a.k.a. Teaspoon, doing a little rap for us. Have a great day, everybody. Stand up and prop, listen up.
could always get a nine to five, but then I'd just be living, wouldn't feel alive. When I graduated, my parents had high hopes, and now I'm using my degree to tell fart jokes. But if I'm blue, then I do my best to be smart, because highbrow poop humor is an art. It takes years and years to find your voice, and only one heckler to make you question that choice. If you say I'm funny, then add for a chick, well, you can suck my metaphorical dick. Nothing to fear. I'll always fall back on my rap career. I know I can. 